stream anytime. Meantime, I want to bring in Chris Sampson. He is a cybersecurity and terrorism analyst and author of Hacking ISIS, How to Destroy the Cyber Jihad. Uh, Chris, this is being treated as a terror incident, but authorities aren't saying exactly which terror group it, this suspect was or is affiliated with. But uh, give us some insight into how they would be so readily able to associate what happened with some kind of terror incident. Uh, well, first off, thank you for having me with you today. Uh, I think we're going to be looking at the fact that he had a fake bomb strapped to him will be a, a primary indicator. Um, you know, most people wouldn't do that. Uh, and the fact that he, it's a stabbing uh, attempt, uh, thankfully no one was uh, fatally hurt other than the attacker, is um, a sign to the fact that, you know, the British authorities have been working overtime for the last several years to increase their threat awareness, reaction time. And it, changed, it has been a change in how the public has uh, adapted to uh, these uh, attacks. So if we go back a few years to the Rigby attack, you know, machete attack, you know, that was a fairly low, uh, low technology attack, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we have a vehicle and pedestrian attack, as we call you know, the one that you just referenced in the last segment about the, uh, the vehicles striking, um, you know, pedestrians. Um, ISIS has for the longest time tried to advocate using whatever is available to launch an attack, uh, whether that be a vehicle, uh, a bomb, uh, or you know, even so much as a, as a knife. Now, when you have someone who's using bombs, you're going to have to have a bomb maker. Those are not something, you know, that's not something you can do on your own. Uh, this is probably why this person had a fake uh, a bomb strapped to them. Um, so we're going to probably be looking at, you know, more about the person's profile. And I'll also note that you know, we're not seeing a lot of, of information about the suspect, which mm -hmm. is something I've seen more in Europe than I see in the United States, where, you know, the rush to you know, publicize who the person is uh, has been uh, changed over the last few years, partially to give the investigators time to look at, you know, what they can learn about the suspect, but to minimize the echo effect of uh, their attempts. I guess I'm just wondering, Chris, that, you know, might this be a mental health issue versus a terror attack? Might this be a, some kind of copycat as opposed to an individual directly um, put up to this by ISIS, like a, a mole or, or a, you know, an asset? Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm going to, I'm a, I'm a, I don't tend to do predictions or, you know, kind of guess at things, but I, I'm, I'm going to guess that this is sort of like what we've seen for the last several years, last couple of years where we see self-starting terror attacks with someone who probably is, you know, digesting the materials and propaganda of groups like ISIS, or it could be, you know, even attending, you know, events in the London area from the extremists that are associated with Ajum Chaudhary, etc. But, you know, the it, it's a fairly low-grade, unsophisticated attack, which means that I don't see this person was very, um, you know, was not orchestrated directly with ISIS Central. Now, Al Baghdadi, who was recently killed. Um, he and the other leaders of ISIS have long advocated a sort of do-it-yourself operation. Right. You know, you, you know what to do, go do it. And that sort of hands-off approach is more to go out there and echo to people who are either radicalized or, as you just mentioned, perhaps mentally unstable. Um, I also want to point out that the percentage, and you know, I'm a data guy, so I, the percentage of people who are involved in uh, these types of events, whether it be white supremacists or ISIS, 
that are actually also mentally ill is remarkably low. So we don't want to stigmatize mental illness as uh, this. But from a counterterrorism point of view, we also don't want to be running down paths that are not going to solve the problem. So we're going to have to look at whether or not the person was radicalized, what were they digesting online, and who were they associating with. Chris Sampson, good to have your expertise today. Thanks so much. Thank you, and I'm always glad to be with you. Thank you.